Hey, y'all. All you plur babies out there, or plurbies, as we like to say here on the Plurality Podcast, a pod about beautiful music and beautiful people. We put episodes out every other Wednesday. My name is Mikey. I'm joined by my dear pal, DJ E Mood. What's up, Aaron? What's up, everybody? I am so excited for 2023 because I know this is not going to be only a big year for me. Like, you too, Mikey. Yeah. We got lots to look forward to in this brand new year of existence. And yeah, I'm ready to just manifest all the good vibes to come our way. New Year's resolutions. I want to meet Miss Cream. Ask her on a date. Just manifest that right now. <laughs> you got to write it down and put it on your wall. It only works if you write it down and put it up. No, it works faster if you do it that way. So it's just basic science. You know, you got it. <laughs> Santa bring you anything fun for Christmas? What did Santa bring me? Actually, I wore last night. We went out to a show at Alva Gardner and I wore a shirt that I got that says house music on it. And it's a little house, like cartoon guy, like walking. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Frenchie got a LPGOB shirt that's Ooh. pretty dope. You got those chillbos, the inflatable couches. We got two chillbos, so we are ready to sink into our dirt living room with all the rave fam. Can't wait. How about you? What'd you get? My fave is this Odessa shirt that my sister got me. Look at fresh. And then look at this. She got me these like beads for candy that are all like Odessa. Oh, she did so good. Shout out, Sister Anna. I love that we're like, yeah, just give us DJ merch, please. That's all we want. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we got episode 15 here for y'all today. We're going to kick it off as per usual with Drop of the Week. Then we're going to go into segment two. We're calling it New Year's New New, where we're each going to discuss a venue that we haven't been to, that we would like to, that would be new for us, and some new music, some unreleased music that we are looking forward to in the coming year. Then we're going to close it out with another new segment called Plur in Practice. Moody is going to take the lead on that one, but why don't we just get right into it? Let's do it. 2023, first drop of the week. Moody, what do you have? I got something tasty. You know what? We, of course, have said in the past that we love drum and bass, but truly there's no better way to kick off a new year and like set intentions and yeah I, I like to say intentions by the way rather than resolutions because intention it feels less like a test right and more like a a path i intend to ask miss cream on a date there you go <laughs> that also seems like more attainable it's like there's intent there versus i hope this happens <laughs> so my intent one of them for 2023 is keep exploring the drum and bass world because I love it so much. And I know that's something that is probably on your list too, Mikey, because you only just discovered it last year, really. (laughs) I actually, my drop of the week, I had like three different things that I was deciding between, but there was a drum and bass one on there, but I saw yours was drum and bass. So I was like, maybe some diversity, but now you're making me want to play that song. I don't know. I don't know. know. Let's listen to yours. All right. Sounds good. So this one, I'm just going to play it. Here we go. My drop of the week is Somewhere by Graphics and Reiki Ruai. Nice. Do you think I said that right? Ruai? 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 Ruai. Ruai. Reiki Ruai. I'll do that again. 
My drop of the week <laughs> is somewhere by graphics and Reiki Ruawai. Yeah, no, I'm just keeping this whole thing in. <laughs> All of our Ruawais. Bring it on. Yes. You do know the song? Yeah, you can find it on my playlist, DNB Bangers. Hey. Hey. This place is gonna follow me. beautiful guitar like in the transition it's so pretty it kind of reminds me of like well I mean minus the actual drum and bass part this part kind of reminds me of like a I don't know like an old Linkin Park song or something <laughs> in a Linkin Park song you would hear the like the scratching of the one DJ that <laughs> it's kind of reminiscent of that definitely I love everything the graphics puts out he's a phenomenal drum and bass producer uh, another skanking lad from from England. He has three studio albums and has been releasing music since 2009. And if you are at all interested in the sound you just heard, please go check out the rest of his stuff because it's all just as tasty. He has more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah, that's a tasty one. Drum and bass is so good. It's, it's It really is. A buddy of mine was just telling me that he met Rusko at Electric Forest one year. He was like walking through the forest and Rusko was on a like golf cart, like driving by. And he was like, hey, Rusko. And so he like stopped. He's like, this was like a long time ago. He had like sh- completely shaved his side of his heads and he had like the huge mohawk and was just like chain smoking and like stopped to like have a conversation with my buddy. And it was just like them in the forest, like having a chat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, no no big deal. Just like, you know, a huge freaking EDM legend just having a chat in Electric Forest. Yeah, just the guy who threw down like maybe the single gnarliest set at EDC Orlando. Ah, uh, phenomenal. That was silly. What do you got for us this week, Mikey? I got a house song for us. If anyone does want to go listen to another banger DMB song, I was going to play... I-M-Y, which stands for I Miss You by Reaper and Bella Renee. But since I like some variety, I'm going to give you a house song. And this one is called Dozing Off Again by Starjunk95. House edit. Run it back. Let's get a little groovy.
That was really nice. I like that that uh, little. <laughs> I made a special effort to include that. I feel like that's something that you hear in color bass a lot. So it's oh, yeah. interesting that they did it in the. Well, I guess it said house edit. So I don't know. That's cool. I like it. But yeah, even like the little like phone beeps in the background, all the little all the little layers in there. That was fun. I was literally driving home from jujitsu today. And you know when it's in the car, it just hits different. Yeah. I had a moment with that one. So I was like, we'll play it on the pod today. I love it. Thanks for bringing that good house music. So that's drop of the week. Thanks y'all for coming. We're going to move to New Year's, new, new, 2023. Moody, what's a venue that you haven't been to that you want to go to? I mean, the list is endless, truly. Long list. But... The one I chose for this segment is Echo Stage, which is a spot that I have been wanting to go to for a minute now. It is located in Washington, D.C., has a capacity of 3,000 people. It opened in 2012 and was the largest nightlife concert venue in the area until 2017 when another one opened that was 6,000. So that one beat them out uh, that year. But... Events at Echo Stage and their smaller sister venue, Soundcheck, are managed by Club Glow, which is the longest-running electronic music event promoter on the East Coast. They launched in 1999, so they've been around for a few years. (laughs) And Club Glow also produces large-scale events and music festivals, such as Project Glow and Moonrise Music Festival. They became a subsidiary of Insomniac Events in 2020. And then that next year, 2021, Echo Stage was voted the number one club in the world by DJ Magazine's annual Top 100 Clubs Readers Poll. Since 2017, they've been in the top 10. So like clearly this is a venue that people need to be checking out because if they've been consistently ranking in the top 10 best clubs in the world, I mean, that's obviously quite the How do we make that our job to be like DJ magazines, like venue rankers, like send, send us to all the venues. We will rank them. Yo, yeah. yeah. Let, let us come and, uh, you know, take some notes. Yep. And... We definitely need to be, you know, backstage, check out everywhere, like in every section. Yeah. Like we're giving you like a health report or something. <laughs> a plus. Full like rave attire, but like also a clipboard. Also a clipboard is essential. Yeah. Is essential. <laughs> So their uh, Echo Stage's lineup in January of this year alone is Dead Mouse, Nora and Pure, Grum, Spencer Brown, Medusa, Diesel, Valentino Khan, Wookie, Loud Luxury, Disco Lines, Benny Benassi, and Nikki Romero. That is one month. That's just one venue in one month? <laughs> Get out of town. And, you know, I didn't even list all of them. Like, that's that's crazy. I'm sure there are other openers in there that that I missed. But yeah, it's January alone. And Frenchie and I are trying to plan a trip to DC to see Seven Lions Beyond the Veil tour in May. He's going to be doing two shows at Echo Stage first, I think it's the first weekend of May, which is the weekend directly after Project Glow, which that's like the last two days of April. Also going to be a vibe. That lineup is insane. So yeah, DC kudos to dc y'all are really out here doing it love to see it gotta give the props where it's due yeah gotta represent on the east coast you know the west coast Mm -hmm. i feel like it's all the love but 
we got some good stuff out here. Absolutely. Come to DC. Come to New York City. Boston ain't no, ain't nothing to sneeze at. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. Miami, come on. Yeah, and you know, Insomniac in 2020, they like went around the U.S. and I thought it was pretty cool of them to like in a year of such uncertainty, especially in live events, you know. And Pascal was like, you know what? I'm gonna go around and I'm gonna like probably save a lot of these venues or um production companies so insomniac acquired club glow and in turn you know now they have soundcheck they have echo stage in miami they have space in la i think they have no i know they have exchange which is have you ever heard of that venue no it's a old it's like the wall street of la like it's their old stock exchange building and they just turned it into a live event venue yo i am so here for turning random shit into music venues me too dude absolutely i mean oh like in denver there's the church which is like literally a freaking cathedral oh my god that is now a live music venue and it's like yeah yeah i want to i want to go there Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah (laughs) So anyway, yeah, Echo Stage. I want to check it out. I hope everyone else does. Come see us at the Seven Lions show. I don't know which day we're going to go, but I think it'll probably be Saturday. Well, let me know. Maybe I'll catch a train come hang with y'all. Yeah, yeah. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. Were you excited to see this year? I hope I get out here. So I was just talking some smack about East Coast versus West Coast, but this is a West Coast venue. It is the Gorge. And if you've been in the community, you're probably very familiar. The Gorge Amphitheater, anything that's an amphitheater, you've got me. It's just beautiful. A capacity of 20,000 located in the rural town of Gorge, just above the Columbia River in Washington. It's about two hours southeast of Seattle. But it's it's a bucket list one. I want to see a sunset at the Gorge with some beautiful music playing. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, Alinium is headlining two nights with individual lineups and sets. That's May 27th and 28th. And the lineup includes Eptic, William Black, more Kismet. Day two, I'm, I think, is even better lineup. You've got Acraze, Nerko, Imanu, Dabin, who is doing a Sanctuary live set, and Tiesto as a special guest. Wow. So I think that's going to be a time. And I don't know that we've played an Illinium song on the pod. So I want to play one for, for any Illinials out there. I'm going to play Lonely with Chandler Layton. And, you know, a lot of people say that Illinium's like the Christian rock of the EDM world. And you know what? You're right. It totally is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm cool with it. I'm still going to vibe with it because that's, you know. We stand everything in this podcast. The melodic bass sad boy era at its peak was was a lot of Illinium. So this song is also off of Ascend, which is the third album that Mr. Nicholas put out. And here we go. shows everyone has like their hands in the air like it's worship service at this point (laughs) 
This song in particular also sounds a lot like Adeza, so I'm not surprised that you picked it. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> Always beautiful tunes. Yeah, Elenium, a word I would generally describe Elenium songs as is pretty. Like he always, yes. yeah, these big choruses and then melodic verses. Always a vibe. In my experience, taking people to like their first rave, their first show in the electronic dance music scene. I, I took some homies to Alinium and it was their first show. And honestly, that was the perfect person because it's just, how can you not like be up in your feels, these huge chords, like exude emotion, so. Yeah, I feel like Alinium is a good uh, gateway DJ into the EDM world. <laughs> yeah, melodic bass is a, is, is a good little side door to get in there. Absolutely. I also wanted to talk about Beyond Wonderland happening at the Gorge. This is one I would really love to go to. They have two main stages, three stages in total. In my opinion, as stacked a two-day lineup as you generally see. Uh, last year, you had Apache, BTSM, Champagne Drip, Clooney, Closey, Death Pact, who I would be really interested to see. Dombreski, Dr. Fresh, Fisher, Green Velvet, James Hype, John Summit, Cascade, Liquid Stranger, Murata, More Kismet, Porter Robinson, Sidepiece, Troy Boy, Zed's Dead. The list goes on. Amazing. Really, really amazing tunes that they always curate and an incredible venue. So hope to see some of y'all there this year. Any video I've ever seen of The Gorge, it, it's just like, it's it's breathtaking even without the music like just looking at what you're looking at it's like what how could life get any better right than this moment <laughs> i can't say it any better than that that's exactly the reason to go to the gorge see y'all there the gorge see y'all there all right moody what unreleased tunes are you excited about for 2023 so i don't have a specific song but i do have a specific artist who I do think we will be hearing um, a lot of new music from in 2023. And that is White Fang, which has a Y instead of an I. So don't type W-H-I-T-E because it's a Y. So White Fang is Alice in Wonderland's alias. And for the purpose of this segment, I'm going to refer to her as Alex because that is her real name. What the heck? And I feel like it'll be confusing if I keep referring to like Allison and then White Fang. And then, so I'm just going to say Alex. <laughs> I had no idea that her real name was Alex. Yeah, her name is not Allison. Actually, her full name is Alexandra, but I'm just going to call her Alex for this. That kind of like blew my mind a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, her name's Alex. I'm a little shooketh. It's not Allison. It's not Allison. But you know what? If you want to refer to her as Allison, by all means. <laughs> now I'm going to have to make a decision. How do? Do I want to keep calling her Allison or shall, shall I call her Alex? You could also just call her both. I could also call her both. <laughs> so many things to consider. Okay, back to you. So in 2011, Alex reimagined an EP by an Australian indie rock band called The Greats using the name White Fang. In 2011, that was like pre-Alice in Wonderland being like, you know, as big as she is now. And I think that was even before she was releasing music under Alice in Wonderland. So White Fang appears to be her first or one of her first projects. 
So then after she released that EP, she spent the next decade focusing on her Alice in Wonderland project because that's what took off. Within the last two years, White Fang has released three songs. And something Alex said on her Twitter last year, not that long ago, it was only a few months ago, she was voicing her distaste for her record label requiring her to post more content on social media and turn for promoting her new song, which I believe was Down the Line. When Down the Line came out, apparently like her her record label wasn't pushing it as much because they were like, you're not creating content on social media. Like, why should we be pushing? Which I don't quite understand because like if you're in a contract with someone like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to read her contract and be like, oh, here's the clause where you need to post to social media. <laughs> you know, Shout out record labels for just being the coolest. Exactly. So she, you know, said that she isn't so happy about doing that. And, and you know what? Like, I feel for her because we know that she struggles with her mental health, as, as we all do. And we also know that social media... Yeah, like, yes, we're connected, but it can also make us feel way more disconnected because there's no, you know, physical interaction. There's no eye contact. There's no reciprocating, like, in real time unless you're, like, live, which I'm not hating on social media. I think it's an amazing tool. But I do think that record labels just, they need to prioritize their artists' mental health more and, like, Social media is tied to that. So all that being said, I think Alex is going to be maybe pursuing White Fang a little bit more because I, I don't think White Fang is tied to any record label or to anyone other than herself owning her own rights and creative ideas. And she could just do whatever she wants with White Fang is, is what I think. So White Fang had her first headlining show in LA last September. And she's also scheduled to throw another headlining show in New York City this March at a secret warehouse location, which I'm so stoked about. Because usually when like a big EDM artist is in New York and they say secret warehouse location, nine times out of 10, it's Avant Gardner and they're just calling it a a secret warehouse location. (laughs) It's so stupid. I don't know why they do that. (laughs) Secret warehouse. It's the Brooklyn Mirage. (laughs) I know this one is not Brooklyn Mirage or Avant Gardner because the ticket was bought through like an indie ticket company. Ooh, I love that. All of the shows at Avogadro and Mirage are through Dice. So we know it is not there. It will, in fact, be at some random warehouse, which I'm very stoked about. I'm sure it'll be in Brooklyn. Watch watch out for White Thing. And I'm going to play one of her songs that she released last year called 333. And y'all can hear, because it is different than Alice in Wonderland. I do want to make that distinction. It's She has also said about this project that it'll it'll likely be darker. And like, I don't know that she intends to like bring this to like main stages, but maybe we'll see. You know what, honey, you make your music. We're just here to listen. You do you, boo. And you take care of your mental health, just like we all have to do. That's it. <laughs> I'm jazzed for this. Have you heard any of her White Fang stuff? I don't know that I've heard the new stuff. Mm, Got you. So this one, like I said, was released last year and it was in September. So I think this song came out just before she did her first headlining show in LA. Let's go. Here we go.
gets like trappy. Oh, she loves her some trap. She loves trap. And I think it's really interesting to like meld the sounds of trap and techno together because I don't know that that's ever really been done. I'm here for just the melding of everything. Yeah. We're starting to see it more and more with different genres go from like techno to dubstep or, you know, like, let's do it. It's so cool. I love it. So there we go. That's that's a white thing. I'm trying to learn that techno dance. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's yeah, like the, the like... whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's a lot of high BPMs and like. It's an aggressive bounce back and forth. Yeah. You got to kind of like get your hips in it, too. Because it's the only way you're going to survive for hours of doing that. <laughs> That'd be a fun one to just break out at the opportune moment. For sure. What new tunes are you stoked to hear in 2023, Mikey? Funny enough, I have chosen a song that has been much hyped for a long time. It is, of course, with Fred again, Skrillex, and Flo Dan. It is called Rumble. And actually, two hours ago, I went on Twitter and the tweet I saw was like, Rumble released January 4th. And I was like, oh, how about that? You manifested that. I really did. (laughs) If you're listening to this, it's out. Go check it out. I am going to play a clip that I pulled directly from the Boiler Room set. And that is what we are going to watch right now. so stoked to be here he's so happy to be here so that one out now everyone was very excited about just basically anything skrillex does these days so that is a source of much excitement mr skrillex has also recently teased possibly multiple albums this year he said albums plural and he also tweeted qff slash dgtc along with a video with a bunch of songs, some that we know, some that we don't know, all mashed up together. The internet sleuths have determined that those letters most likely stand for Quantum Field Friends and Don't Get Too Close. So maybe that's what his albums are going to be called. It's also interesting that he's putting out plural because he, as a solo artist, has only put out one album, and that was his Bro Step Recess album in, what year was that? 2014. That's crazy. I didn't know that. His only other album is with is Jack You with with Diplo. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm stoked to get all this content from Skrillex. Like, bring it on. We know he throws curved balls left and right and 
just likes to kind of like Steve Aoki, like just wants to work with every single producer on an artist on the planet. And I'm like, yeah, bring it, bring us all the collaborations. Absolutely. He just did a set with ISO EXO, I think over New Year's Eve. Oh, I saw that. That looked awesome. It did look dope. Yeah, ISOXO was like, when I was 10, I told my mom I wanted to be Skrillex and here I am on stage, like standing right next to him. (laughs) What the hell? So sweet. What the heck? Peak. I I made it. (laughs) The most wholesome, I made it. On Friday, Frenchie and I went to Superior Ingredients and we saw LPGOB do, you know, her piano house set. It was beautiful. She played the piano live as she always does. Afterwards... We kind of like straggled, like let everyone else kind of leave because LP was still standing there. And yeah, we got to talk to her for, I mean, it was a very fleeting conversation. It was like maybe two minutes, but, you know, we got to connect and just say how much we love her and um, took a picture with her. And I posted that on, you know, our, our social media, on our stories. And one of our good friends, Mike, reached out and he was like, oh my God, you saw LP. That's so amazing. And he's like, dude, like. His his biggest influence and in, in EDM is Eric Prids, like absolutely adores the guy, has seen him so many times, and as Cerez D and like all of his other aliases. And uh, he was like, one time he like looked down at the stage directly at me and I almost melted. <laughs> He's like, so I can't even imagine what it's like just me- meeting the person. But it also like makes you remember that like these people are just people. They're people, right? They're real people. Like they breathe the same air as we do. They think the same things we do yeah they're just really really good at like one thing (laughs) or maybe more than one thing (laughs) (laughs) or a couple things djing producing working with record labels making tiktoks so truly just if anyone has some intentions to see more live events in 2023 like go do it because you never know who you're gonna meet you never know every show we go to i feel like we find another best friend that we're like wow we're sticking with you for life like we're really just cultivating this awesome rave fam. I love that at Dead Mouse when we like finally met up. You're like, oh, we made a new friend, Mandy. Got her on Instagram. Make moves, Mandy. How oh, I know Mandy? That was so crazy that you knew who she was. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know I was like, oh, this you already know her. <laughs> We're all buds now. Just keep growing those buds. I forgot to tell you, Kalina Zanders was at the first set that LP did. Oh, yeah? She actually had a a gig to go get to. She opened for AC Slater at Webster Hall, so she had to leave the set early. And when I I knew that that set was about to happen for her. So when she was walking down, I was like, hey, man, good luck tonight. And she, like, gave me a hug. (laughs) Wholesome. Wholesome. Love it. What a nice way to put a bow on New Year's new new. We got one more segment. Plurium practice moody. Take the stage, take the the stand, take the mic, take it. I'll take it all. Thank you for passing it along. (laughs) (laughs) This new segment I thought was an important thing to bring to the pod. First off, I want to give all the love to people on TikTok for our our Cranked At remix of the Taylor Swift song. It's getting a lot of attention. We appreciate all the comments and the likes and the shares and the saves. Y'all are awesome. There were a few comments where people specifically referred to Taylor Swift's music as trash. And I just want to clear the air here and say that I personally adore Taylor Swift. I think she's a phenomenal artist. I think she she started writing music when she was 13. Like, Go off. 
She has been writing the lyrics for other artists since she was 13. Talent. Like she lived in Nashville and was writing for country singers. So y'all can tone it down with your hate <laughs> because she's a bad bitch. And also like, it's not plur of us to be out here saying, oh, well, we love dubstep, which we do, but we hate pop music. That's not cool. It's not plur. We're, we're here to give everyone their time. Like you don't need to like the music. We just not trying to drag any artiste. Yeah, of course. And actually, you know what? I will applaud one of the people who like was like, yeah, I, I really dislike Taylor Swift. And I responded to them. <laughs> that would make me laugh. I had said 1989 is actually a pretty decent album. And then they responded very tastefully, like, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, she's just, you know, that's not my my style. They were like, eh, it's not for me. Thanks, though. <laughs> but th that person could have been like, oh, fuck you, like, whatever, you know, and they weren't. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I think this goes for not just in the music industry, for social media as a whole. Like, it's really easy to be commenting on something and be like, oh, I hate this or, oh, that sucks. And it's also really easy to take a step back and be like, you know what? Rather than perpetuating something negative, I can either say nothing at all or say something positive. Find the silver lining. Y'all should be happy because we have brought to you this cranked at song to show you how Taylor Swift, even though you don't like Taylor Swift, can be consumed in a fun, positive way. So shout out Cranked At for that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Crank That. And thank you again to everyone who's been interacting with the post. Really appreciate y'all and your support. And this is just a little segue into Plur and Practice. Chime, who is a melodic bass and color bass producer from Leeds, England, last week decided to come out as non-binary. They are going by the pronouns he and they. And on their Twitter, they just wrote, wrote a little explanation about how they're feeling and why this is the time they're choosing to come out as non-binary and all of the struggles that they've been through in their life. Just like a few things that, that stood out to me. They're, they're like a huge gamer and they were talking about how some games that they had played recently offered gender neutral characters to play as. And that was like something that had made them feel more comfortable in bringing this information to the outside world. Because if you can be another personality on a game, like why can't you like live your truth in, in the real world? And he was saying today he wears all black and doesn't think much about his attire and the way he presents himself because whenever he did try to explore a new form of expression and attire um, at school, he was just like severely bullied. So now he just, you know, as default, wears all black because he doesn't have to think about it. He doesn't have to attach any emotion to it. And it's just like a really sad thing because I think back when I was in middle school and well, even before I came out, like I, I generally wore masculine presenting apparel and not that I didn't wear feminine things too, because I did. And there are certainly, you know, many feminine things that I am attracted to and do still wear. But I was, you know, a tomboy because that's the title you're given when you're 
12 and wearing like tennis shoes and like basketball shorts and, uh, you know, I don't know, a Fila t-shirt. <laughs> and I think about like when, when I came out when I was 13 and I still don't know how I pulled this off, but I, when I came out, like I didn't lose any friends. I, I didn't lose any friends. I didn't lose any family members. Like no one disowned me with the exception of one person. Not that they weren't supportive, but they were just always critical about what I was wearing specifically. They were always like, why do you wear this? Or why do you wear that? Like, they would always ask me very specific questions about, like, the things I was wearing. I'm like, why do I have to give an explanation to you? Like, why can't I just exist the way I want to? So I feel for Chime in the fact that, it, you know, I only had one person who was asking me this. So it, I can't imagine what it's like if everyone who you were surrounded by is is thinking these things and, like, being like, why are you so different? Or why are you doing this? Or or questioning anything. Like, we're all just kids. Like, we're just trying to figure it out. Like, fuck off. <laughs> you know? You don't have to agree with what someone's wearing or like it. What does it cost you to not criticize or put somebody down? Nothing. For sure. Today, Chime on their Twitter also said that they feel that their mental health is at an all-time low and they're really just going to like bury themselves in work. And um, they're, they're starting therapy this week, which is applauded, applauding you, Chime. That's, that's really awesome. Therapy is an amazing um, outlet to help you not only like get things off your chest, but to, to truly heal. Because a lot of the times, like we, we're not given the tools to to know how to heal from like some like trauma that we've been through, you know, like that's not something that's taught to us in school. So I just wanted to do this segment to offer Chime the support that I think they need right now. And they make phenomenal music. Like they are a freaking badass producer and they're not even that old. Like they're in their late twenties. Like I think they're 27. So like go off Chime, like be your true self. We are here for it. I know you said that, it felt like Instagram wasn't giving you the same amount of support that Twitter was. And I feel bad about that because I spend time on both platforms, but I spend more time on Instagram. So it's, it was interesting for me to hear that, that there are more queer allies on Twitter. So all my Instagram people go to Chime's account, give them the love that they need on, on their post. And, you know, even if it's just like a few hearts, like that's, that's all it takes to, to, Make the ripple of positivity go a little bit further. Yes. Yes. Let's let's send some ripples out, people. Absolutely. So we're gonna play a chime song now. Yes, we are. Because we love them so much. This is a remix that Chime has done of a dabbin song called Starbright. Vocals by Trella. Oh, 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 
that's one that just puts a smile on your face. So dope. It's definitely like an upbeat, uplifting one. Chime has to use the most sounds per song of anybody out there. For sure. That's why when we were like chime back to back A5, like... (laughs) Flap me right in the face. We won't know what's coming next. We won't know what happened even after we watched the whole set. (laughs) It is a unique sound. You definitely hear chime and know that it's chime. Which is kind of the sign of every great artist, you know, that has their own sound. Couldn't agree more. Love it. We are huge Chime stands. Thank you for all of the beautiful content that you put out into the world. And I hope you find some some healing, just time and, and therapy. And thank you for continuing to do the work because that's all we can do. Just do the work. That's it. Got to make ourselves better people to make the world a better place. And if people say negative things, that says more about them than it does about, about you. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. The EDM community is a great place to be for a queer person because, (laughs) you know, like literally Insomniac, well, EDC's slogan is all are welcome here. And they are so good about putting like rainbows and things like that everywhere. And it's like, yeah, all are welcome here. That's how it should be. We're, We're all welcome to be who we want to be, be your authentic self. Why would you want to be any other way? Like, don't, don't be someone you're not. That's not fun. It's pretty exhausting, TBH. It's just a drain. For sure. Be yourself. Be yourself. Cool. That's that's episode 15. We done did it. We done did it again. You have any more intentions? Intentions. What were mine? I think I want to rewatch Ratatouille. That's an intention that I have. Nice. Listen to as many Apache remixes as I can, because I discovered a lot of them recently. Oh, Yeah. Make some candies. Candies definitely on my intentions. Go to some festivals. You wanna you wanna go to some some raves and festivals this year? What do you think? Yeah, maybe a few. I think we should I think we should <laughs> dabble a little bit. Perhaps. Dimple dabble. We have tickets to Trivecta in February and we have tickets to White Thing in March. Ooh. More coming. More coming. I got tin liquor February. I think that's all I got right now, but many more to come. My other intentions are to quiet my ego and to be more present in any given moment. Ah, why is it so hard to be present? But that's when, like, that's the best. Oh. I'm trying to pick a good song to send us out with. Yeah, Dombreski. I want to see Dombreski. That's one. Me too. Disco Don. Hey, go give us a follow on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at Plurality Pod. We just got like 5,000 views on a TikTok. Not a big deal. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> Past 500 followers. Ayo. Hey. Now we just got to like chop all of the like cam girls that keep following us on Twitter. Dude, where are those people coming from? <laughs> Like they have five followers and Every it's like a link one. that is just something <laughs> egregious. I don't, I stopped clicking on the profiles. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother. We do have a, a fake cam girl bots epidemic on Twitter. Well, if Twitter's where all the queer people are, I guess there's room for the, the cam girls too. The cam girls, I guess. Hey, you know what? Who am I <laughs> to say that we don't like the cam girls? That's not very plur. <laughs> cam girls, y'all keep doing your thing. You keep making your living. <laughs> 
a big hello to Barbara Streisand as well. If I run into Barbara Streisand, I'll ask her on a date too. <laughs> I think I think we might have something special. <laughs> Mikey, I would pay a lot of money to see you and Barbara Streisand in the same room <laughs> having a conversation together. Oh, it would be great. That's so funny. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> like, do you like ducks? Do you like ducks? Where does Barbara live? Oh, Brooklyn. All right, I need you on the lookout on your walks at these events. If you see Barbara, let me know. I'm not even going to say anything about me. If I see Barbara Streisand, I'm going to be like, yo, <laughs> my friend Mikey wants to meet you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's it. Look at this. Is that a crystal? It is a crystal, yeah. It's a, um, it's a rose quartz. Whoa. That's cut to be a bowl. So then you're like smoking in all of the, the good energy. So what does what is rose quartz do for you? Here it says. Love, joy, and emotional healing per healthline.com. <laughs> what I'm looking at says meaning of rose quartz is love and compassion. It is the official stone of unconditional love. And you know what? I dare say we can make it the official stone of the plurality oh, podcast. I love that. That's so sweet. Peace, love, and rose quartz? Oh, I love that. Peace, love, and rose quartz. Peace, love, and healing. Peace, love, and chime. Oh. We, we got a lot of them today. Peace, love, and self-care. Peace, love, and go to therapy. <laughs> Peace, love, in 2023 is the year of healing. Plurbies. If you see any vibes, you know, on your stroll, in your evenings, go get them. Chase Chase the vibes. And every year, there's a lot of pressure, I feel like, to, you know, be a new person or be super transformative or, you know, get abs within two days. And it's like, (laughs) it's not how it works, y'all. That's not possible. It's not possible. And my intention, like I said, is to be more present. Like... If someone's talking to you and you're on your phone, like, put it down. Look them in the eyes. Have a conversation. Connect with more people. I love that so much. That's how I try to live my life. And I'm not always successful, but I've told myself that's the goal. Mikey, I don't think you're one of the people we need to be worried about. <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're actively pursuing presentness, vibes. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's a lot of fun. It is. Being compassionate and self-aware and showing kindness is so much fun. Here's a challenge for all you people out there. Do you know anybody or do you ever find yourself asking somebody about how their day was as a vehicle to eventually just tell them how your day was? Let's be cognizant of that. Actually take the time to listen to how their day was instead of just waiting for your turn to talk. That's something that I have had a horrible habit of doing in the past, but we're really working on it and trying to be aware of that. It just all goes into being present. It's true. I have a terrible habit of interrupting people to say something, and it just comes from my upbringing, but it's something I'm working on, and I am very aware of it. (laughs) I still do it sometimes when I'm not being present, when I'm just, as you say, I think listening to what someone's saying and thinking about what my response will be and not like truly in the conversation. Dude, literally same. And when I actually stopped interrupting people as much, it's like they don't lose their train of thought and you actually get to different areas in the conversation that like you're like, oh shoot, we never would have got here if I interrupted them. 
totally misinterpreted the direction this was going. I'm really glad that I just actually shut up and just let them finish that thought. So that's been a really cool thing as well. It's a really good point. I'm gonna keep that with me when I'm thinking about not interrupting other people. <laughs> and sometimes also you're like, damn, I should have interrupted their ass. That was lame. <laughs> Here comes Coco. It's time to eat. You're 15 minutes early. What a tough, tough life Coco lives, <laughs> I have to say. Oh, yeah. So difficult. Believe me, I know of anyone. <laughs> she has to wait for food every day until 4.30. Oh wait, the, the clock that is on our stove continually gets slower. It's currently off by almost six minutes. That's not a good clock. Also time doesn't exist, like we made it up. Time's a fake construct that we created to put rules on ourselves. Exactly. The, the, whole, the whole conversation is moot because <laughs> time doesn't exist. It's a moo point. It's a moo point, yes. It's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it's moo. It's moo. <laughs> I fucking love Joey Trimiani. Oh my God. All right, homie. All right, my dude. All right, Plurbies. We love you. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time on the Plurality Pod.